We just heard in that gospel passage about how the Lord Jesus sent out the 72 ahead of him, sent them out to all the places he himself was to visit. They were to go and prepare for his coming. And I thought that this might therefore be a good moment for us to think about how each of us have been chosen and sent by the Lord. Not in the exact same way, but sent by him nonetheless. Sent to prepare the way for him, to make him known to others. Because we can tend to think that missionary work is for the experts. But Pope Francis, echoing all of the recent popes who talk about the new evangelization, says that the missionary work of the church is for everybody. It's not just for experts. It's for the laity to be telling people about the Lord Jesus. That the lay people who live in the midst of the world, the midst of the unbelieving world, they're the ones in first contact with that unbelieving world. They're the ones who have the primary role to be telling people who don't know about the Lord, about the Lord. So let me note three things in that regard. Three things if we're going to be effective at all in trying to do that. And the first, very simply, is that we need to be clear in our minds of people's need for God, even if they deny that they need him. That we can see that a life without God, a society without God, is not a happier world. That people today have all kinds of gadgets and possessions and everything, but, but there's an emptiness behind it. That you need meaning to life. You need God. And people need to know about him. They need someone to tell them about him. And if we're the ones meeting such people, whether it's our family, our friends, we're the ones, surely, who have that primary role to be trying to make that, convey that. And my second point is that if we're going to prepare the way for the Lord, prepare the way for somebody who currently doesn't know the Lord to, in some sense, meet him, encounter him, have the Lord come to him, then one of the ways for us to prepare is by our personal example, our personal witness. And what what for a world that has forgotten God, a world who thinks there is no God, What's the primary witness, primary example we can be giving them? Well, surely it's at the very least the fact that we haven't forgotten God. That we do things that show we believe there is God. So our own patterns of prayer and religion are, in a sense, the most obvious witness to others of God. That there is a God, that there is a creator, that there is a a Lord of heaven and earth. That the first and greatest commandment, the Lord Jesus tells us, repeating the teaching of the Old Testament as well, the first and greatest commandment is to love God. Well, the simple things we do as practicing Catholics show that we're living God, that there is, loving God, that there is a God. 
And so the unbeliever seeing the practice of a practicing Catholic is seeing a sign of that. So a world that has forgotten God should be able to see a practicing Catholic and see someone who prays daily. See a practicing Catholic and see someone who goes to Mass each and every Sunday. See someone who in their planning and in their priorities and in their deciding what's the fixed points of my week, my day, that God is there on that list. And for a world that has forgotten sin, a world that has forgotten that our lives matter to him, that we can do things that offend him, well, they should be able to see a practicing Catholic going to Mass once a month and see in that a a reminder of God and a reminder of our sin, our possibility of reconciliation with him. And then a world as our world is that is so immersed in consumerism, so immersed in buying, buying, buying products, all kinds of things, with that so often a selfishness, a self-absorption, the culture of me, me, me. Well, what should they see when they look at a practicing Catholic? Well, they should see someone who has fasting as part of their life, who in Lent gives things up, who on a Friday doesn't eat meat. They see someone who doesn't just live for the world of the physical pleasures, who shows in that self-restraint, even in those basic things, that there's something else to life. And all those things I've said are, in a sense, simple things, but our living them is, for the unbeliever, a significant pointer, a significant reminder that there is something else. Now, third and finally, um, if we're going to prepare the way for the Lord, if we're going to make it possible for others to encounter the Lord, then we need to be willing to talk about the Lord, to talk to others about the Lord. And this is, of course, so often the most awkward part of evangelization. To talk to someone about this being that you can't see, but I believe he's up there. To talk to people about, well, I, I love this God. And he loves you. To talk about love can be an awkward and embarrassing thing. And then it can be awkward to talk about lifestyles and sin and how certain things people do are not are contrary to what God has told us. <clears throat> but we can't prepare the way for him to come if we're not willing to talk about him, if we're not looking for opportunities to talk about him. And this isn't an easy thing to do. And like many of you, I'm in the same boat. My, got, most of my friends aren't Catholic. My family and my loved ones... Many of them don't practice or don't believe or never believed. 
But we need to be looking for opportunities all the time to talk to them about what surely is the most important thing in our lives and could be in theirs. That if God matters, then it matters that we lead people to him. So there's three points in summary. First, we need to be clear that it matters, that God is real and that life is better with him. Second, we need to embody in our own selves a pattern of prayer, a pattern of worship that shows that we put God first. And finally, most pivotally, as the kind of conclusion of it all, we need to be ready and willing to talk to others about the Lord.